Toward maturity, usually after about three or four dates with some phone calls in between, another would be introduced. Then, as one went onto the scrap heap, a new one would take her place. Nothing unusual about my method. Everyone did it. But I enjoyed it so much. Not the sex or even the conquest, but the causing of pain. It was after my crazy night with Penn, more on that in a minute, that I realized I had found my niche in life. Somehow I was able to lure these creatures into my lair. Half the time I was trying to push them away, but it had just the opposite effect, and the fact that they were attracted to a piece of shit like me made me hate them even more than if they'd laughed in my face and walked away. As for looks, I'm nothing special, but I'm told I have beautiful eyes, eyes from which nothing but truth could possibly seep. They say the sea is actually black, and that it merely reflects the blue sky above. So it was with me. I allowed you to admire yourself in my eyes. I provided the service. I listened and listened and listened. You stored yourself in me. Nothing had ever felt so right to me. If I'm honest, even today I miss hurting. I'm not cured of it, but I don't set out to systematically dismantle like I used to. I don't miss the booze half as much. Oh, to hurt again. Since those heady days, I heard an adage that seems to apply here. Hurt people, hurt people. I see now that I was in pain and wanted others to feel it too. This was my way of communicating. I'd meet the women the first night and get the obligatory phone number, and then after another couple of days, making them sweat a little, I'd call and be all nervous. They loved that. I'd ask them out and pretend I hardly ever did this kind of thing, and say that I hadn't been out a lot in London because I didn't really know the scene. This was true, though, because all I used to do was get out of my head in local bars around Camberwell. We'd agree to meet somewhere. I liked Greenwich, with the river and the boats and, of course, the pubs, and it had a great boyfriend-girlfriend feel, nice and respectable. I'd be half out of it before we even met, but I'd be witty and charming and boyish and shaking. Trying to put me at ease, they'd smile and comment on my trembling, thinking I was nervous to create a good impression. Because I wasn't getting in enough booze, my very being would shudder. I'd have to order two large Jamesons at the counter for her every half lager. I'd down the jimmies without her seeing and then on with the show. Lovely. I didn't really care if I got them into bed or not. I just wanted some company while I got pissed, while I waited for the courage to heart to well up in me and they seemed pleased because I wasn't trying to grope them. Sometimes I would, but mostly I'd be fairly well behaved. This would go on for a few dates. In the meantime, I would encourage them to tell me about themselves. This is very important for the successful moment later. The more they confided and invested in you, the deeper the shock and the more satisfying the moment at the end. So I'd be told of their dog's habits, their teddy bear's names, their father's moods, their mother's fears... Did I like kids? How many brothers and sisters did I have? A sitcom I had to sit through. But it was okay, because I knew I'd be writing her out of the series. She'd talk and talk and talk, and I'd nod. Raise a strategic eyebrow, grimace when necessary, guffaw or feign shock, whatever was required. I'd watch people in conversation and record their facial expressions. Interest? Raise one eyebrow and raise or lower the other, depending on the conversation. Attraction? Try to blush. Not easy, this. 
thoughts of what I was going to do to her later helped. And a blush usually begot a blush. That is, if I could muster a blush, she was more likely to blush back. Sympathy? Crinkle the forehead and nod gently. Charmed? Cock your head to one side and smile apologetically. I'd supply these prefab masks on cue. It was easy. It was enjoyable. Guys did it all the time to get laid. I did it to get even. Unkind to womankind. That was my mission. Around this time I discovered the meaning of the word misogynist. I remember thinking it hilarious that it had miss as a prefix. All I know is I felt better when I saw someone else in pain. But of course, they would often hide how much I had hurt them. Yes, it was a challenge in itself to help her externalize her feelings, but also bloody frustrating to have gone through all that trouble and then not be able to enjoy it.